Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, January 15th, 2022. Welcome to year five. If this were a higher budget show, this is where we would have had all sorts of sound effects and fireworks, cheering. You know what? You know what the Beantown Podcast needs? And this could, you know, this would add significant time to the editing. Uh, but maybe, heck, maybe I'll just do it like every once in a while when I have time or battery life uh, on my, uh, God bless it, 2012 MacBook Pro. Ten years old uh, now. Uh, or coming up. I, I think I opened it up in 2013, but I think it was a 2012 model, something like that. You know what I'm trying to say, though? The Beantown Podcast needs a, a studio audience. Okay? And we don't even, it doesn't even have to be a real live studio audience. Just a laugh track. Okay? I think a laugh track on the Beantown Podcast would really take this thing to the next level. And maybe I'm just watching too much Seinfeld, but it could be fun. My name is Quinn David Furness, and uh, this is my show. We are the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the country of Pakistan. Hello, Middle East. If you're listening to this live, what are you doing awake? It's 2.30 in the afternoon here. That makes it like, uh, oh, we figured this out the other day on the podcast. I think Pakistan is like 10 hours ahead, something like that. So it's, it's midnight practically out there. Um, but hello to all my friends out there. Thank you for supporting year five of the Beantown Podcast. We are one of the top 500 podcasts in the uh, Lincoln Park area. Okay, I know it's, it's kind of heavily populated, so maybe we'll say North Lincoln Park. Um, but uh, we always have fun, and uh, it's, it's a good time. I'm being on the show, I was actually thinking about this. You know, I mentioned the MacBook, MacBook Pro already. Um, as I was firing this baby up, uh, opening up GarageBand, you know, inserting the um, the audio track, the Entertainer, played by yours truly, uh, written by Scott Joplin, getting all that set to go. You know, the thing that that popped in my head, like the most surprising thing about this whole production. You know, I I, I definitely didn't think. When I started this show out of my studio apartment in Baltimore, I definitely did not think that we would be, you know, doing that show or, or this show four years later. But perhaps the most surprising thing is that I'm still using the MacBook Pro. I'm still, you know, we're still rolling it back with that. And I got to say, the Mac, the Mac was my primary computer. Uh, my only computer through grad school, and then you know, once once I you know moved out to uh, Baltimore, I got a, a work laptop, and I don't recall exactly, but you know, at some point, probably in the first year of working out in Beantown, uh, I really transitioned away from the Mac being the primary computer into the work computer, and uh, now, I mean, we've taken it to. You know, like Billy Joel said, I don't know why I go to extremes. We've taken it to extremes, uh, where I, I quite honestly, I, the MacBook has its has its dedicated, designated place on my kitchen table. I only open it up, uh, whip it out for uh, the podcast every week. So maybe that's the secret to its health and longevity. But I'll I'll tell you what, the year one Christmas special. Which we did, uh, I think it was year one, maybe year two. I, no, I think I think it was year one. I have to go back and look. Um, which we did live from Baltimore uh, on Christmas Day. It was going to be twenty four hour Christmas Day special. The uh, this sort of centerpiece, the cornerstone of that show, if you'll recall, was a live on air laptop surgery. 
and it, it was it was legit. Like I my Mac was having issues. It was a problem with a ribbon or something like that. I don't know the you know all the technical behind the scenes stuff, but I researched it. I figured out exactly what I needed. I bought the tools, and uh, uh, you can you can watch if you go to the YouTube stream. I know this is you know everyone wants to see it. You can go to my YouTube feed and still watch the video. You have to jump to like. 11 hours into the video, but it is there, I promise. And I did live surgery on the back of my laptop. I unscrewed it. I was pulling wires out left and right, removing ribbons, this and that, and something else. Uh, and it worked. I have not, granted, I, I haven't used the laptop much, you know, in the three or so years since then, but I mean, it's been every once in a while it gets a little bogged down, bugged down. But uh, otherwise, I mean, I repaired it. I fixed it. It's running like new um, if new was nine years into it. So that's where we're at. Uh, long ramble to open up the show, but that's what that's what this show is all about. Uh, and I'll also mention that this show uh, sometimes is made for kids. Sometimes it's not. Regardless, we say listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this show. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two is podcast sometimes us- uh, uses explicit language. Uh, it's usually not too off the rails, though. Just the occasional drop here and there, and it's typically justified. Speaking of which... Uh, I didn't even, I wasn't even intending to mention this, but Justified, which is a FX show uh, based off of a short story. Um, if you don't know, Timothy Oliphant plays a U.S. Marshal. He gets assigned to uh, uh, Harlan County, Kentucky, which is kind of like eastern central Kentucky, and all sorts of, you know, shenanigans and stuff he gets mixed up in, uh, including Walton Goggins plays Boyd Crowder. It's a fantastic show. Uh, I, I really liked it. If you're looking for sort of that Southern vibe, um, if you like shows uh, like, you know, Breaking Bad or The Shield or um, Ozark where, you know, your main character is like, you know, you're still rooting for him, but it's definitely he's not an angel. Um it, it's a great show. The reason I mention it is they just announced that they're bringing it back. Um, it's you know justified colon something else, but it's based off of another story written by the same guy, and I think they've got like the same you know production uh, crew and everything. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, especially since you know I don't think I think FX, uh, which is the the TV show that run that you know carried Justified. Or produced it. I think they're smart enough to recognize that uh, Justified, the original series, ended on the perfect note. Like, you couldn't ask for anything more. Um, and so I don't think they would bring it back unless they knew what they were doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I also don't think that Timothy Oliphant would come back to the role unless, you know, he had read through it and thought it was, you know, going to be fantastic. So I'm, I'm hyped for it for those reasons. I have a lot of confidence in the show. Um and speaking of, of shows and what we're going to get to today, I promise, uh, is also on television. But we did, you know, uh, we're going to get to this in a second here. Uh, last year, we introduced our uh, NFL playoff team city power rankings. Uh, and we did that just about this time last year as well. And we're going to bring it back for this year. And I promise uh, if you're listening right now, you're about to tune it off. I, I can assure you, you don't need to know anything about sports or football in particular, in, in, in order to have fun, because it's much more of a U.S. Uh, culture, geography, um, and just musings 
uh, from someone who's been to 49 states, uh, you know, about these different cities. And you can decide, hey, these rankings are awesome or these rankings are shit. Like, that's up to you. So we're going to be getting to that in a second. Um, But first, I wanted to check in on Real Housewives. Briefly, because I I haven't read a recap from last Sunday, and we watched it live, so it's been six days at this point. Um, And I'll also mention I'm sipping from my Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada orange plastic cup that I bought from a a, a Walgreens on the Strip back in 2019. And uh, I've got – I've I've, – we have – resurrected the soda stream from the dead. I had not used it since I moved into this apartment all the way back in uh, mid-May. And uh, with dry January happening, we're halfway done with it, by the way, which is fantastic. Um, I decided, hey, let's whip it out. So I've been making some lemon bubbly water. I got a new um, ice tray. They make these spheres, S-P-H-E-R-E-S. Um, and they're it's just, it's just fun. You know, I got it on Amazon for like two bucks, so. We're drinking that, and honestly doing well uh, from a dry January perspective. Um, for me, it's the sort of thing where, like, once you get into a habit, once you do it for, you know, five or six days, it's just kind of like I don't even think about it. And I have, you know, much like when I took, you know, 2020 off from drinking, which I I can't wait for, like, I mean, it already feels this way, but in five to ten years when, you know, you t- I tell that story, and it's like, oh, yeah, I took 2020 off from drinking. People are going to be like, wait, that was the one year, like, you definitely should not have taken off from drinking. And I did it. And it's obviously when I started it, you know, COVID-19 didn't really go wild until, like, end of February. Um, but in I think in hindsight, it's going to be hilarious. It already kind of feels that way. But what I was saying is, you know, the dry January thing isn't too uh, – it's really not too bad once you sort of get over the hump, which for me was just about five or six days. And I'm looking at my uh, my countertop right now. I literally got a little bit of vodka left. I have um, so, some whiskey from, uh, or I don't, I can't remember if it's bourbon or whiskey. I think it's whiskey from Rachel's boss, which is crazy. Stan, I've never met him. Speaking of which, Rachel is at a nail appointment right now. She'll be back soon. Probably not on the show, but she did request a special shout out. She wanted me to say how much I love her. So I was coerced into it, but also that's how I feel. So Rachel, love you. Uh, and then I have a bottle of scotch that I got for Christmas as well. I've never received scotch before. Um, so that's all just chilling on my counter. I'm looking at it right now. I also got a white claw in the fridge, and I still have one more peanut butter porter from Saga Tuck Brewing. And I'm not feel I'm not like oh fight the urge. Like no, I got my lemon water. I got the space heater going. I just finished up some hash browns and eggs. Like I'm gonna turn on the playoffs, NFL playoffs, in about an hour here. Um, even when we go to supper tonight with Rachel's uh, parents, I'm kind of just like yeah, I'll have. Uh, you know, if they got Diet Coke or something, hey, that's that's cool. I don't drink that much soda, but I love a good Diet Coke. It's crisp and it's refreshing. So I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, and if you do, did want to ask, you can always tweet at us. We are at BeantownCast. Email us, BeantownPodcastYahoo.com. It's BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Same it's been, and it's fifth year now. Uh, BeantownPodcast.com uh, is where you can find uh, the new and updated homepage. I updated the website for the first time in like seven months earlier this week so no no significant updates but it's fun okay i think it's fun um real house is a salt lake city before i forget is uh it's it's the we got like five episodes left something like that they're going on a uh, girl's trip at the end of this episode we just finished uh to zion apparently okay so we're kind of working backwards here but 
Andy Cohen just went on his radio show and he's saying that there's going to be some gigantic bombshell that was it, it like hasn't been teased before you know, hasn't been shown in any of the like trailers or anything um and he just mentioned it because apparently they just shot the season two reunion of Real Houses of Salt Lake City and they showed the ladies because they don't get to typically see in the episodes before they air uh, but they showed them the last like five episodes before they shot the reunion sometime this past week. Uh, and apparently the ladies were just shocked, blindsided. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. They said it's going to actually, you know, you're going to see it on film either this week or the week after. And because they said that, that means it's not going to be this week. It's going to be the week after. Because why would you say this week or the week after if it was going to be this week? So they're just teasing us. But So we're looking forward to that. But basically this episode is... Um, happens after the the uh Whitney had had a launch party of her new rebrand the episode prior and then this episode specifically I'm trying to remember what happens um I should have looked it up beforehand because I'm really just kind of remembering the end basically at the end it's like a rehashing of the time Jen Shy gets arrested, they all get on a bus. Again, Mary's not there and Meredith isn't there, but now Jen Shaw is on it. So it's Jenny, Heather, Whitney, Lisa, and Jen Shaw. And Jen Shaw is just kind of like talking casually, kind of to Lisa, kind of kind of to everyone. But it's it's like a almost like a 10-minute scene, probably not quite that long, maybe like five or six minutes, but it feels long. So it's just kind of like an extended cut. Where Jen Shaw just goes from like talking basically by herself to like yelling and screaming and attacking Lisa over God knows what no one can even really comprehend it. And at the end, you know, they cut it off cliffhanger style teaser for next week, but she is like all up in Lisa's face. And it wasn't like Lisa was arguing back with her or anything like yelling. Jen Shaw was just like, I don't, you know, she's, she's supposed to be trying to do like good PR for her trial coming up in two months. But boy, this was a step in the wrong direction because it was terrible. Um, but okay. Oh, I remember what happened uh, in this episode. The primarily saw I really need to share because it was just mind-bogglingly mind-boggling. Seth Marks, Meredith's husband, remember they were estranged, less separated last season. He wanted to sell tires in Akron. Anyway, he's been back this season. He gets a birthday party. I think he's turning 49 or something like that. So the first part, the my favorite part, when the husbands get to go out. So we get a we get a husband's storyline this episode. They're going golfing. It's um, it it's Seth Marks, uh, Justin Rose, Whitney's husband, Dewey, the new guy, the doctor who wants a sister wife, and I think Lisa's husband, John. And so they're playing versus each other, and they decide that they're you know Seth's gonna have a birthday party. So they throw the birthday party. It's in like this kind of backyard patio area there's a pool or maybe it's like a rooftop i'm not sure exactly what it is but everyone's there except meredith uh and maybe seth i don't know but i think this was meredith's doing doesn't invite jen shaw which is heartbreaking not because anyone cares whether or not jen shaw is there but because uh coach shaw is like part of the bro gang part of the husband gang and so he doesn't get to be there with his bros and so that was just this disappointing to see because, like, 
I love it when those guys get together. Uh, Mary was there. She did not bring her grandfather slash husband, uh, but she was very just like out of place all the time. But this this party was bonkers. The fashion was crazy, and it's they've literally got a pool or a hot. I think it's a hot tub, but it's very large, and there's like steps going down into it. And they literally hired a dancer who's, like, clothed, you know, wearing some sort of, like, skin-tight, you know, swimsuit, bodysuit, whatever, like a one-piece. But, you know, it's not like she's a stripper or anything, just, like, a, quote, dancer in its most, like, vanilla sense. And this dancer is just, like, dancing by, I think it was a she, by herself. It's just, like, on the top step of this hot tub. And no one, you know, there's, it's just, like, there. Is really bizarre, and then the worst part. Seth has Seth has been on one this season. I think he's just trying to get more camera time, but he is like last season. He was just kind of like a little off and a little strange, and then actually estranged from Meredith. This season, he's gone into like full on creepy perv mode, and I don't know what his angle is other than to just get more attention. But like everyone hates him, including Meredith. Like clearly hates him. He. And I'm not exaggerating, joking, anything. He literally requests a cake that his birthday cake be in the shape or meant to be molded after Whitney's breasts. Now, I know what people who haven't watched the show are thinking. Oh, Seth and Whitney, yeah, great couple. No, it's Seth Seth and Whitney are not together. They have never been together. It's Seth and Meredith and Whitney and Justin. And... Whitney is like 15 years younger than Justin and then they played a montage of like never before seen scenes I think of of just uh of Seth whose birthday it is making comments about like how much he loves Whitney's breasts in a variety of settings and scenarios and it not like behind Merritt's back or just like oh let me sneak this in they're like just openly having conversation about it and, it, you know, we haven't – Real Housewives of Salt Lake City hasn't really, like, tapped into this whole swingers community that is, like, a big thing in Utah. But we're getting, like, every th- all the details basically without them coming out and saying it. So it's really weird. And Whitney's, like, giving him the cake, and she's clearly uncomfortable. And she's like, yeah, hopefully – I can't do a Whitney impression, but think of, like, Minnie Mouse – it's basically like, yeah, hopefully you won't talk about my breasts anymore, and it's just really weird. And, like, Justin, Justin, Whitney's husband, really needs to say something. So it's just like, or Meredith, or literally anyone, because it's really strange. So it was a very um, bizarre, there's really no better word for it, very bizarre party. And, uh, yeah, now the the ladies are all going to... Uh, to Vale or somewhere else. No, Zion. Vale is where they went when Genshaw got arrested. They're going to Zion in a bus again. They love the buses. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the big bombshell is. But it's it's been a great season. They did un, uh, unveil the uh, reunion looks, all their dress and stuff. And people are on the Internet saying it was the worst set or series of dresses of all time. And uh, I don't haven't seen all the Real Housewives reunions. I've seen like ten percent of them, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Meredith's got a uniboob going on. Jen Shaw is wearing these crazy feathers. She looks like uh, Eartha Kitt's character from Emperor's New Groove, Isma. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot happening. And uh, Mary M. Cosby is not there. She declined to go to the reunion. 
because she doesn't want to get confronted about being racist and telling Jenny that she's got yellow undertones, slanted eyes, and is a little Jen. So, yeah. That's fun. Okay, uh, so the NFL playoffs are starting today in literally like 40 minutes uh, with the, uh, not Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know what the weather is like in Cincinnati today. Probably like 50, mild. But uh, we did this last year where we took all the different NFL teams that are in the playoffs, their host cities or areas that they're from, and we power ranked them based off of my own thoughts and feelings. And I think, well, you know, let's do that again today. We'll go through a couple. Since we've, we're already 20 minutes in, you know, last year I, I think we did the front half, the first seven, and the back half uh, split into two sections by our ad reads. We don't have to do. We don't don't have to go through seven before we get to ad reads here, because I, I, you know, I would all, already love for you to hear from our sponsors, but I don't have to do 14 in a row, not broken up. So we'll we'll do a handful, maybe four or five, and then we'll hear from our sponsors to kick off the year right, and then we will uh, finish up. Okay, so because I recognize not everyone is a gigantic NFL fan. Uh, I'll I'll give you the list in no particular order. In fact, this goes seeds one through seven, NFC versus uh, NFC followed by AFC. Uh, So this is just so we all know what we're dealing with. And I encourage you along the way as you're listening to my picks, hey, what's your list? What do you like? What do you not like? What would be your number one? What would be your number 14, okay? 14 being bad, one being good. Okay, so here are the cities uh, in order of seeding. NFC followed by AFC. We have Green Bay, Tampa, Dallas, Los Angeles, Phoenix, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Nashville, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Boston, and Pittsburgh. And here's just some uh, uh, some smaller some some tidbits. Okay, so we're there's a word I'm looking for. Uh, semantics is not it, but when you're dealing with like the finer details of something. Uh, you can you can tweet at us to let us know what the word is that I can't think of. But what I'm trying to say is, okay, so it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is not a city. Tampa Bay is a body of water surrounded by the cities of Tampa, Clearwater, St. Petersburg. Okay, so I'm I, I'm basically I'll, I will use Tampa and Tampa Bay interchangeably throughout the rest of the show. I'm thinking about the whole region, more specifically Tampa, but. The whole region, okay? Same thing for uh, I, I, the Arizona Cardinals, okay? They play in Glendale. I'm just going for Phoenix and Phoenix metro area, okay? I don't think anyone's going to throw a fit about that. Um, let's see. Oh, there's one other. Okay, the, yeah, the, uh, the, um, the New England Patriots, okay? I'm just taking Boston. No one wants to sit here and listen to me discuss Foxborough, Massachusetts. One, I've never been there. Two, I think it's there's not much happening there. It's like Green Bay, but even less, so... Those were some of the details so that no one comes at my throat and is like, why are you talking about Boston? They play 45 minutes from there. And it's like, well, okay. I'm going to talk about Boston. I'm not going to talk about all of New England because how am I supposed to compare, you know, Burlington, Vermont to Quincy, Massachusetts, okay? They're very, very different places. Um, okay, so uh, 14 to 1. We're starting with... The city that sucks the most to the city that sucks the least. Um, and here, here's a tough one because I almost felt, and you're going you're gonna to sense a trend as I'm going through these power rankings, that I have a soft spot in my heart for sort of the, uh, the old school blue collar Rust Belt type 
cities uh, over the uh, glitz and glamour type places. But uh, which is tends to be kind of a backwards opinion for a lot of people. But that's just how I feel. Um, but I, I feel like I, I betrayed that sort of uh, that sense, that style a little bit with the city I picked at number 14. But I feel I feel confident in, in listing it here because I was literally there just a few months ago at number 14. I'm putting Cincinnati. OK, and here's why it's it, Cincinnati is like. Pretty run down. And I do love the Ohio River. It's beautiful. But, you know, it's like on the other side, you got northern Kentucky. And it's just kind of like it's kind of like the south, but without the charm of the south. And it's I don't know. Like, I think the nail in the coffin for me, the reason that I put Cincinnati all the way at the bottom of this list is the goddamn skyline chili. No one wants chili without beans. No one wants to put chili on spaghetti. Here's the thing, like chili on spaghetti is not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's good. It's red sauce, it's meat, it's noodles, like yeah, that's good. But that's not chili. Okay, that's literally just like you know, it's Wednesday night, let's have some pasta and red sauce. So don't call it chili. And you know, it's just kind of like what are you guys doing here? You're Cincinnati, like you got two pro teams. But the Reds kind of blow. Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 31 years. It's it just feels like you're you, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be this little town and you're gonna try to play with the big boys, you gotta have some sense of like charm or something cool going on. And other than the fact that you're on the Ohio River, there's not much else going on. Okay, and we're gonna come back to the Ohio River in a little bit here. I promise. Number 13, Dallas. Okay, it's big. It's hot. Uh, it's very, uh, very Republican. When I think of Dallas, I just think of like a 50-year-old, 230-pound white guy wearing a 10-gallon hat. And his wife is like 23 and extremely white with fake blonde hair, very tan, definitely has a boob job. And uh, they own a couple of revolvers and probably a rifle too. And they have their own energy grid because they're super cool. But then when the grid goes down, they need federal assistance. But otherwise, keep your hands off of our rights. And there's a lot of traffic. And we dem boys, okay? I just, there's nothing, there's nothing about Dallas. And I have not spent much time there in my life. But there's nothing about Dallas that could ever make me want to be like, oh, yeah, Dallas, like, let's visit. Like, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good time. And Houston, I feel more or less the same way, but the Houston Texans are not part of this list. Dallas is just kind of like, what are we doing here? This is terrible. It's hot. It's it's just gross. Okay, so Dallas is coming in at lucky number thirteen. Number twelve. Here's here's where we really ruffle some feathers, but I'm just I'm just gonna say it because I also was recently just there, and I do feel this way about it. Um, because for as many like great things as I can think about it, and there are a lot of great things about this place, there's three things that I can't stand about it. Los Angeles. Okay, it's huge, which is not a, a bad thing in and of itself, but it takes forever to get anywhere, especially because public transportation in L.A. is really bad. Um, it's, it's hot. Everyone there, and I know it's such a stereotype, but I really, you know, I'm not one to generalize 
or overgeneralize or oversimplify places. At least I don't think I am. Sometimes for the sake of comedy. But everything in Los Angeles just feels so gilded, so fake. It's like everyone's trying to make it big, whatever that means. Like everyone looks a little bit too perfect. It's all about being an influencer. It's, you know, oh, like it's everything is just like status symbol. Like showing the world how much wealth you have. I can't stand it. And yeah, that's a big overgeneralization. There's a lot of things in LA that are awesome. Like I think the beach is cool. There's amazing hiking, really close access to great like wildlife, mountains, all that stuff. Um just the, you know, the the the, you know, range of diversity in terms of people, places, you know, all that stuff. Like it's cool. But then like you go down to like Hollywood, which has its own history culture all that stuff and you you kind of drive around or walk around and you're kind of like this is kind of trash too like everything's fake everything is extremely expensive i don't know it's just like i there's nothing about los angeles in terms of wanting to like live there for an extended period of time where i'd be like oh yeah like this would be good maybe if i worked in like entertainment or something which in a way i do i don't get a paycheck from it but i work in it but yeah, I'm sorry. Like, LA, it's just, uh, it's just, it's too big. It's just, there's too many people there. Okay, and they're all status symbols. Okay, uh, number eleven, and and this is also going to ruffle some feathers. And I got, I got to, I got to give it to number eleven because there are some things that I really have enjoyed. I've spent significant time in number eleven, Nashville, ten, Tennessee. Not ten Tennessee. I just stuttered. Nashville, Tennessee, uh, home of the Tennessee Titans. Okay, I think Broadway is is fun for a night, but there's it's just every place has got country music playing live, which I think is neat. I, I love live music, but everyone kind of sounds the same. It's all kind of like that new age country, you know, like Hollywood East almost. Again, feels very fake. I don't really, uh, I have a hard time like identifying personally with things that I perceive to be gilded or fake you know and it's just nashville like you can have one night of fun but i know people who go there for like a week and are like doing the like crazy go out thing every night or go to the grand Ole opry and it's just like i don't know i feel like in nashville it's a lot of just like drinking a lot going to three-story bars and uh i don't know beyond that it's kind of like it's really bad traffic because it's got way overpopulated. What noises did I just make? Very overcrowded, okay, is the best way to put it. There really isn't public transportation in Nashville. There's some buses and maybe like one light rail, something like that. I don't even remember, a monorail or something like that. But it's hot. It's it's kind of like got the, you know, southern kindness, but a little bit, you know, more faker, more sinister um, and there's some like solid natural areas around it, but you kind of got to drive out to get to it and nothing that's like spectacular, just some nice, like, you know, preserves and that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I, I get all the ladies who want to do the bachelor party in Nashville. I really do. Cause it's fun. Like that's the vibe. That's, that's great, but that's not my vibe. Okay. So that's why I put, uh, Nashville at number 11. We'll do one more. Um, 
before we jump over to our ads here, and I struggled this with this one because I've been there, but it's been 10 years. More than that, almost 15 years. Um, Tampa, in the greater Tampa Bay area. As, okay, so here's the thing with Tampa. As far as Florida goes, it's actually my favorite place because Miami is a little bit too, like, sexy beach vibe for me. Orlando is, like, a swamp with tourists. Jacksonville is basically everything I said about, like, Nashville earlier with the traffic as well as Dallas. Um, the panhandle sucks, and there's alligators. Um, so Tampa is that one place that's, like, a little bit less crazy. They got some nice beaches. It just feels a little bit more normal as far as, like, America standards go compared to the rest of Florida. But I don't know. It also just feels like a little touristy. Florida is just going to be that way across the board. So I have a hard time ranking anything in Florida super high. Um, but yeah, I mean, beaches are good, good access. You drive south a little bit, you go down to the Everglades, like that's cool. And it's just a beautiful area. It's really nice, very sunny. Um, it's just less crazy than your stereotypical Florida man. But that that's I, I really could have put Tampa anywhere from like 11 to 5 on this list. And that's just where it's settled, okay? I would like to visit again. I would like to, to go back. Um, there really aren't any other places in, in Florida that I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love to check that out. Um, you know, I, Rachel likes Miami a lot. And so I would go down there for a couple days to, like, hang out uh, and, and hit the club, if you will, for a hot second. But there's really nowhere else. Like, Orlando, been there, done that, like, four times now. Um, and all the just, like, beach towns, excuse me, um, on the east, on the Atlantic side, uh, been to a lot of those and it's just kind of like you drive from town to town. It's kind of the same thing over and over again. And it's really depressing in the winter. So that's where I fell in Tampa. I had a, I had a harder time with it. I don't feel super like set in stone with where it ended up, but that's what happened. Okay. So for the sake of moving on, we're just going to move on. Okay, let's hear from our ad uh, sponsors ever so briefly here, and then we will jump back into the final uh, whatever we have, eight or nine cities that we have yet to rank. Oh, I'm on my work account for Google Docs. I got to switch unless you want to read Leo's essay about why he wants to attend Cornell, uh, which I'm not authorized currently to share. Okay, we'll get a little sip of our lemon bubbly water. Our sphere is still going strong. I love those little guys. Okay. Oh, our good friends, Home Pride Oregon. <clears throat> Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's <coughs> new home inspection provider. Inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, you got to call Steve. 541-410-0316, that's my birthday, or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316, or you can visit HomePrideOregon.com. HomePrideOregon Inspection Perfection. You know, I'm on my, my cell phone here reading the, the ad copies, and it reminded me, I bought a phone this week. Uh, a refurbished iPhone X. R or XS? One of those two. I don't know. It feels... The, the pricing felt in excess. I'll tell you that much. Oh, that's why we need our laugh track. 
I might circle back and add in one or two. If you hear it, it's because I had some extra time on my hands. Um, or I might not, because my Mac might not last. <laughs> um, it's still in the box. I actually got got a case for it. It, it came in the mail today. So we're, we're, we're going to transition over to that at some point. The thing that's tough, and it's a first-world problem, and it's not even a problem, but I'm just you know deciding for myself, like, when do I make the switch? Um, because I'm still rocking this iPhone 7 that I've had for you know three-some, four years, something like that. And it's got all its problems, which is why I bit the bullet and bought the new phone. But I've, you know, I figure I'm thinking to myself, like, why, you know, this phone is still working. And presumably I can, like, get many more months out of it. It's not like I waited till it was on its last week of life to buy a new one. So I'm like, when do I make the switch? Because this one is still going, and I don't want to like start the timer, if you will, on the new one, the new refurbished, so the the new one that is an old one, until I you know have to, because these things are expensive. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. I know that's a that's that that's going to be an itch that you can't scratch. So I'll I'll let you know. I'll I'll help you scratch it. Um. Yeah, was a, that was a solid 60-second story. Uh, okay, shout-out to the Samsung Q2U series. Oh, I'm using it. It's glorious. It's got crisp, clean audio quality. Whatever gospel you're reading, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but you never really hear about Mark. Like, first of all, what was his deal? Who was he? No one ever quotes Mark. It's always, like, Matthew or John, or sometimes you get some good, like, Christmas-type stuff from Luke. But I don't even know what's going on in Mark. Is Mark like a whole different, you know, like still Jesus, but this was when he was like 17 and, you know, kind of doing some side quests? I think that would be a good idea. The Gospels in the New Testament, I think, are they wasted some some opportunities to do like four different things with Jesus. And then you kind of piece them all together. And I know they're kind of that way, but... I just feel like you don't really get much out of, like, what was Jesus doing when he was 21, you know? There could be a whole, like, three-chapter sequence in Mark about Jesus' 21st birthday. We know the guy likes wine, okay? He literally turned an entire vat, V-A-T, of wine, excuse me, of water into a hat of wine at the wedding of Cana. Wedding in Cana. I don't know who was getting married. Another missed opportunity. Was there a bachelor party? So all I'm saying is, like, it would be a lot easier or I would have a much more fun time going to church where there's also free wine at communion if we could, you know, like, let's modernize these stories a little bit. Such a, it was such a waste. You know, okay, John gets his own book and then he gets three letters later. Like, there's some serious scraping going on outside. I don't know if you can hear it. Why do we need three letters from John? He gets four books. The New Testament only has like 20-some books. And John gets four of them? Mm. Seems inefficient. From Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, from uh, in the beginning to the end of Revelation, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. I think that, that I think the side sidetrack into the... Gospels was the best thing on this show so far today, which is saying a lot. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. 
Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to banks, fauxhawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cut. It's Q-T-Z. By Q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, welcome to the second half of uh, the year five kickoff. And I uh, promise this half will be much shorter uh, than the first half because I'm kind of, you know, if I'm being straight up with you, I'm kind of running out of steam here. Like my voice is getting a little... uh, you know, throat's getting a little dry, even with my bubbly lemon water. And I don't know, my jaw's kind of sore. I need a jaw massage. Okay, so what? Where? Where have we been so far? Uh, and we're, we are power ranking the uh, American cities that have NFL teams represented in the playoffs. Uh, so at number 14, Cincinnati, 13, Dallas, 12, Los Angeles, 11, Nashville, 10, Tampa. Okay, so we are into our, uh, our, our final nine here. Okay, so at number nine, Las Vegas. And this is a tough one because it's kind of like Nashville, but like the OG Nashville um, in terms of like bachelorette party. I, I, I really don't need to tell you what Nashville is because I think we – or excuse me, what Las Vegas is because I think we all understand it. I've been there a couple of times now, and I get the appeal. Like, gambling can be a lot of fun. I'm not a gambler, but I get it. Um, the strip is a whole beast, and it's so weird that you can't just, like, walk down the sidewalk. You have to, like, go up through some buildings and then back down, and then you're back on the sidewalk. It feels like you're walking through, like, an airport terminal or something. And I haven't, to be honest, there's a whole bunch of... Uh, Las Vegas north of the Strip, including downtown Las Vegas, that I don't have much experience with. Um, but I, I do, I kind of do appreciate the like, have some fun, drink a lot, like go hang out by the pool, get some sun, you know. And even if you're not a Strip person, like there's a lot of great hiking right around there, so I get it. And like that's why it's not ranked lower for me because it's totally not my vibe. But I. I've always had a solid time. You can see some great shows. I've seen James Taylor in Nashville. Now, I know Lady Gaga, I believe, is taking up residency there at Caesars Palace or something like that. So I will not be going soon. But when she leaves, I will return. At number eight, similar vibes to Las Vegas because they're close to each other. Phoenix, Arizona, and the whole Phoenix metro area. Now, Phoenix is also very big and traffic is bad. Because uh, there really isn't any public transportation. Everyone there has a car. But I got to tell you, like, I don't hate the whole, like, desert aesthetic. Um, like, hang out in the pool in the backyard, you know, Palm Springs sort of thing. Because there's some great nature out there, too. And now it's really hot. <clears throat> it's nice that there's not a lot of humidity. It's a dry heat, they say. Um, but, like, being that close to Sedona, like, being that close to the Grand Canyon, like, being in the desert, it's not my thing. Like, I'm a Midwest guy. But, I don't know. It's not It's not the worst thing. I see why a bunch of people these days are moving out to the Phoenix area. And I'm, you know, it's going to be too expensive by the time I get old enough to consider it. But, I don't know. It's not the worst thing. It's middle of the pack, which is why I ranked it at uh, number eight. Okay, number seven. 
hate the team, hate hate the man, A Rod. Um, and I don't, you know, there's nothing about Green Bay itself that is like, okay, let's pump these numbers up, let's get this super high. But it's just got that quaint charm. Look, it's it's the Midwest, okay? It's the closest thing to my hometown, as we'll get on this list. Green Bay, Wisconsin. If you've never been, there's not some, like, hidden secret about Green Bay that you don't know about. It's just, like, a regular Midwest town that happens to have the Green Bay Packers in it. It's not very big. It's on the lake. It's on Green Bay proper. Um, and the crazy thing is, like, Lambeau is just, like, it's. it feels like a college stadium in like a neighborhood you know i'm not talking like big fancy ohio state you know michigan you know notre dame like type stadiums that are like these huge behemoths i mean lambo is big and it's got some parking lots sure but it's just like yeah you can just like step out of your house on like a regular quiet neighborhood street and like one street down it's like oh yeah that's also lambo field where the green bay packers play Okay, and that's not really a thing in any other NFL city or stadium or anything like that as far as I know. So I appreciate that aspect about it. The town itself is just kind of like whatever. But, you know, people tend to be kind. And they're very passionate about their team, and I do respect passion. I just – I really don't hate the Packers that much when they don't have, a, like, a Hall of Fame franchise quarterback. Unfortunately, that's been the last 30 years. So we're kind of effed. Um, okay, number six. This was one kind of like Tampa. I had a tough time figuring out how to rank because there's things I like and a lot of things I don't like. But uh, San Francisco, California. I put it in number six. Great wine. So the things I love, it's beautiful. Like just the you know, the landscape, the geography is great. I think the people are kind. Um, fantastic food. But the things that are tough for me about San Francisco, the traffic is terrible. It's just like a huge area. It takes forever to get anywhere. And it's so crazy expensive. And also, like, I I kind of like 60 degrees, 55 degrees. Like, that's kind of my vibe. But I don't know if I want that 12 months out of the year. And that's kind of what you get in San Francisco. Because then it's never cold enough to feel like you're having an actual winter. And granted, yeah, I don't want it to be, you know, 5 degrees below zero. That's too cold for me. But like 30s and 40s for a couple months, I don't mind that. You just put on a jacket, get some fun fashion, maybe a fun hat. You don't get to really do that in San Francisco. But then you get to July, and it's still 60 degrees. And it's kind of like, well, you can't really go to the beach. It's summer, but it's kind of just like not crazy hot. It does warm up here and there in San Francisco, but it's typically not crazy. Uh, It also tends to be a little like rainy. Seattle-ish. So things I like, things I don't like. I could never afford to live there, uh, but it's fun to visit. It's fun to visit. Okay, at number five. Oh, we, we made it to the top five here. And looking at this list, uh, we are we are majority east of the Mississippi at this point. Uh, number five, I put Boston. I do like Boston. Uh, it's very, uh, it's, you know, got a lot of fun history, fun to drink out there. Um Boston's not so large that it feels like oh crazy overwhelming. Now I will say Boston proper is very small by area, and so it's actually extremely densely populated. The streets are very narrow, um, but public transportation is solid. 
a lot of fun things to do there, not just the old history, but like, you know, other things beyond that. And I'm going to kind of just shimmy that into number four, which is Philly, a city I've spent a lot of time in. I, I do like Philly. Now, the one thing holding Philly back is South Philly because that's a whole other world. The people are like not just like kind of like standoffish, but like really rude. I mean, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is not it's it's absurdist comedy, but it's not terribly far off in terms of like the people just being like kind of kind of nuts. Um, but I do like Philly Skull Kill, S C H U Y L K I L L maybe. I remember how how many L's there are. Um, you know, Ben Franklin Bridge again, great history in Philly, great breweries in Philly. Uh, so I consider Boston and Philly, uh, you know, kind of to be interchangeable in my rankings. Okay, we made it to our, our our top three here. Number three, Kansas City. I do like Kansas City quite a lot, quite a bit. It's got that Rust Belt vibe. Uh, but there's they've they've modernized like the city in some great ways too. There's some good urban parks. Um, I do appreciate, you know, the kind of old school blue collar aspect of it. And I just found the people there to be very kind. It's right on the Missouri. Some great eats. I didn't think the barbecue was as amazing as people say, but can't, I just feel like it's an underrated place. I had a good time there. I liked Kansas City. Uh, number two, Buffalo, New York. I have not spent much time there, but great urban parks. I think it's cool that you just like drive up to Niagara Falls, 20 minutes, cross the border, and you're basically in Toronto. Great poutine. Kind of like Green Bay. Kind of, you know, got the neighborhood vibe going to Orchard Park. And, uh, you know, no, those those are tough people. Like Green Bay, they know their winter's. Uh, Buffalo is just kind of the, it's a, it's a Midwestern city in upstate New York, which upstate New York basically feels like the Midwest. Um, but it's one of those places where it's like, I could see myself being there now. Yeah. It's a lot of snow. I don't know how many winters I could put up with, but it's chill. Uh, which leads us to number one, another highly, uh, you know, undervalued, underrated city in my perspective. And, uh, you know. I, I don't know if it's uh, able to, you know, a lot of people wouldn't even have this city, you know, sniffing, you know, the, the, the turds of Los Angeles or Las Vegas or San Francisco or Phoenix or whatever, or Nashville. I'm putting Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as my number one. I have, you know, the times I've been to Pittsburgh, I've always felt very, you know, welcomed, warm. The people are passionate about, you know, the Steelers. Uh, the Penguins for sure, and also they have the Pirates. But it's just, it's beautiful. The Three Rivers, the uh, Monongahela, and the uh, uh, the Allegheny forming, teaming up uh, to, to turn into the Ohio. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, some great, you know, it's kind of surrounded by like mountains, not your, not your Canadian Rockies or Alps variety, but just like nice rolling Allegheny mountains. Yeah. It just, you know, a nice kind of downtown kind of Rockford like people are kind. There's something for everybody. Again, a Midwestern kind of Rust Belt type of place, but revitalized good education. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it gets cold in the winters. 
hot but not too hot in the summers. Like, I don't really know what more you could ask for. I mean, there are individual things about places like Vegas and L.A. and Nashville that I think are great. But when you're talking total package, like places like Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Kansas City, like I'll take it, okay? Uh, I wish the public transportation was a little bit better, but it's not like these top cities are places with, you know, millions of people, okay? So you got to talk feasibility. Okay, uh, well, we made it to uh, to the end of our list here, and I'll give you the full rundown from 14 to 1. Uh Number 14, we got Cincinnati, 13, Dallas, 12, Los Angeles, 11, Nashville, 10, Tampa, 9, Las Vegas, 8, Phoenix, 7, Green Bay, 6, San Francisco, 5, Boston, 4, Philadelphia, 3, Kansas City, 2, Buffalo, number 1, Pittsburgh. So tell us what you like, what you didn't like. Email us with, their, with your, uh, your comments, your concerns, your disdain, and uh, let us know. But that's what we had for you here on the Beantown Podcast. This is a long episode, and we had a lot to get to. But uh, we're going to wrap things up there. Maybe we get some laugh tracks in there. I think that could be fun. Max got 28%. So we'll see how uh, how much time I got to fish through and find the sound effects and all that stuff. But I'm not going to tarry or dally any longer. This is year five of the Bean Time Podcast, and we are coming in hot. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you're having a good weekend. If you have a long weekend because of MLK Day, enjoy. And, uh, yeah. That's all I got to say because there's going to be a lot more to say next time. Uh, yeah. Let's get that music pumped up, everyone. That's what the recording, or not even the recording, the, the Mac just basically went to sleep um, just without me touching anything. We're still at 28%. So I don't, I don't really know what that means. Uh, we'll see if this even makes it live. I don't know. Let's get the music queued up for real this time. Stay safe. Stay sane. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.